Hello, and welcome to this special series of episodes called 29 Days of Magic. During Black History Month, the month of February, I'll be interviewing a Black woman a day who's from business and entrepreneurship. You name it, I'm going to have a chat with her. The idea for this is to show off the amazingness of Black women throughout various industries. I hope you take a listen, like, share, review, and be inspired by these incredible stories. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, CEO of the Cultural Communications Agency, Flash. Each episode, I bring a different business leader who's doing some game-changing work, and this episode is no different. I'm so excited to have Valerie Ray, who is the founder and CEO of the 125 Collection. We're going to talk business, how she got here, her move to Georgia, and so much more. It will be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Valerie. Hey. It's another day in February. <laughs> yes, yes. The month is almost over, but February was good. So happy to be here. Yes, it's basically happy Black History Month. Black <laughs> History Month. <laughs> so I can always kick off the podcast with the same question. I'm always delighted by the answers. I'm sure yours will be no different. <laughs> so Valerie, what was your first job? So my first job, my very, very first job was I was 15 and I worked at the Museum of Science in Kentucky and we were called Volunteens and we had these awful t-shirts called, they were like, they had this big volunteer across the chest like Superman and I absolutely hated that job. But (laughs) the more impactful first job would have been the one after graduate school and Mm -hmm. I was working for uh, Macy's Merchandising Group. I can't even really remember the official title, but I basically did corporate comms and events for all of the buyers and designers for Macy's, Lord Taylor, um, Bloomingdale's. So I just love that job because I got off the train at 34th Street. I saw the lights, the shops, all of that good stuff. And I literally felt like Carrie Bradshaw with a nice (laughs) vibe. (laughs) I thought I'm originally from Kentucky, so that was like a big deal. So. You were like, this is not what the life I thought I was going to have. <laughs> I loved it because coming from Kentucky and being, you know, you see. Being in New York. Mm-hmm, and then to, you know, I went to graduate school at Columbia. And then after Columbia, I, that was my first, you know, real job. And that's when I was like, you know what? I love New York City. I'm definitely staying. <laughs> awesome. So um, you became Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. Um, and you were living that life. How did you get from being Carrie Bradshaw to now? What's that career journey been like? It has been really, it's, 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 I, I don't know if it's unusual, but I feel like I've been a jack of all trades all my life. And the common thread to everything that I did was always a new business, a new idea that I wanted to try out. So after Macy's, so that's mainly your, I was in the fashion industry, but I was doing events. And then from Macy's, I went into the spa industry (laughs) and I was always, you know, doing when I went to graduate school, I was studying org psych. So I was always working in some sort of human resource capacity. So from, you know, Macy's merchandising group, I then went to a, a spa and I was doing the HR and operations for that. And that was in Brooklyn. And then from there, I went to LA and was doing HR for a startup um, of boutique um, markets 
uh, they were like little Whole Foods, but they, it was called Fresh and Easy. So, and it was a it was a UK based company. And then from there, I moved back to New York because I just love New York so much. I moved back to New York and started working for Sony Music and HR, and then kind of shifted, you know, um, career paths and went more into um, the marketing side and started doing experiential marketing and. During all those, uh, all, during all of those jobs that I had, I always had another business that I was trying to start. So um, I had a online clothing company. Then I did a flash tattoo company. I don't know if you remember those flash tattoos that everyone was wearing about. Yeah. Yeah. So I started <laughs> one of the. I oh had my gosh. A flash tattoo company. Uh, I've I've done real estate as like a second job, and it wasn't. I was never really doing it for the money. It was because I really enjoyed doing new things and starting new businesses. I've just always loved doing that. I, I you know I always had a full time job, so you know whatever I made, if I made anything, was not the reason why I was doing it. You know, and from there, um, once I really became grounded, and after all of the mistakes I have made in those other small businesses. I then started the 125 collection with the candle company. And from there, I took all of the things that I did wrong and said, okay, I know everything that I did wrong over the last mm -hmm. three businesses. Let's, let's start over and try to do this right this time. So um, really the 125 collection we're a luxury candle brand that's based in that was born in Harlem and the it's named after the legendary 125th street mm -hmm. <laughs> and the unique thing about you know the the brand is that each candle has a quote on it that's created to empower inspire or entertain so it's it's been a an amazing journey and and we're now, and I say we're because I never have, couldn't have done any of this by myself, but, um, you know, I have people that help me and I at one point did have a business partner, but she decided to, you know, move on um, to another dream that she really wanted to work on. And that's some, you know, some of the ups and downs with just having a business and starting a business with two people and ending with one. It's like destiny, Beyonce became Beyonce, but she also was destiny's child first. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, don't I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a lot of ups and downs, but, um, you know, the candle brand is definitely here to stay and super excited about where it's going. Um, I love this candle brand. Uh, <laughs> I am so glad that our, our mutual friend Jen connected us because I was oh like, gosh, yes, because like I was like, I have seen these everywhere. I, mean, I had no idea that this was you. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I went to the website to go do my homework before talking to you. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, um, it's because one of the things I love, like the favorite one that I, I think I'm going to buy as soon as this show is over is. Um, I'd be in my feelings for a moment, <laughs> then I snap back and realize who the fuck I am. And I'm like, yes. I want on a t-shirt. Like, uh, right. I can give you, not to give you more work to do, but can you make a t-shirt <laughs> for that and send it to me? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, what's so funny about that particular candle? I, you know, the candles have, um, I've created them so that they fit about three different personality types. So if you're sassy or edgy, you know, 
candles like that that have like cuss words and those are for you. And then if you have more of a sweet personality, I have sweet, lovely, nice quotes. And then if you're a more spiritual person, there's quotes for the candles for that as well. But that particular candle, I start, you know, over time they become viral or like mini viral. I won't say viral, viral, but um, I noticed that it, I think it was Essence put that uh, candle on their website some in some digital um, promotion. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, magazines are now putting F-bombs? I mean, I was super excited. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe out of all the candles, they put that one up because it's so true for many of us. You know, it's like Black women, especially, you know, we go through a whole lot and it's just like, wait a minute, don't forget your magic, girl. You need light this candle and remember who the fuck you are. <laughs> Well, you know, it's honestly, and it's funny because I think it is very much a part of the mantra of why I'm doing 29 days mm -hmm. because, because I, I, this was born out of the idea that I went to a dinner and, um, I was surrounded by these amazing black women and I didn't know any of them except for the one that I, who had invited me. And I'm like, wait a minute, how is it? I don't know you all. This is my job as the person who produces events around the world to know mm -hmm. all the best people who look like me, they put them up on stage. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know you, that's your problem, not mine. Right, um, right. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you all need to remember who the fuck y'all are and yeah. remember and like celebrate who you are and tell people who you are. Because mm -hmm. if we don't, nobody else will. And yeah. I think that's a big part of this experience is that mm -hmm. like, tell people the stuff that you have done, that you do and are doing. Because yeah. um, it's so important. Yes, I think that has been probably one of the most difficult things for me because as a CEO and a founder, I don't like necessarily, you know, putting my picture on social media and telling people about the, you know, at first. And then I realized no one's going to be a better spokesman, spokesperson for this brand than myself because of the passion that I put behind it and, and, and what I know that, you know, the energy that it gives people and how it, they make people feel. There's nobody better than me to, to at least talk about the product, you know? And over time when people experience and use the product, they're talking about it too. And that, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that later, but just word of mouth has been the biggest, you know, gift that I've had, um, you know, since the beginning of this business. So yeah, so talk to me about those. So like, how did you all, how did you sort of know when you're like, wow, people are into this, this is going viral. You know, when I started noticing, and it took a while because when we first started, um, we were doing a lot of pop-ups. We were doing artists and fleas and it was really taxing on the body because these candles are heavy, you know, and um, <laughs> we like people to be able to customize it. So if you have a quote you want, you can pick the scent you want. So we're dragging labels and then three or four different scents of candles. So every box of candles costs 50, uh, um, uh, weighs 50 pounds. So we're carrying, you know, maybe three or four 50 pound boxes and labels. So I really do think with us being in New York City, we were able to, when people were coming to these pop-ups and these flea markets and things like that, they were magazine editors. We didn't know. Um, they were uh, shop owners, you know, of, you know, boutiques and we didn't know. And then over time, you know, we would see stuff pop up in magazines. And for a little while, we had a PR agency at the very beginning. Um, and then after, you know, I would say maybe two years, we said, you know what, funds are getting tight. We can't afford the PR agency anymore. 
but I honestly started noticing more of things becoming viral over the last two years. And one of the things that I was so interesting, I went to Cartagena uh, two years ago on vacation and I was there by myself and I ran into a woman that a black woman that was at the same Airbnb that I was in and we were just talking and we hit it right off and it was like oh you're here about yourself and I'm here by myself let's hang out so we were hanging out and I was just telling her what I do and I said oh yeah I have a candle business and she was like yeah you do and I said yeah let me show you and I showed it to her and she said oh my goodness she said I was going to buy that candle and I'm like are you serious and then um it happened again when I was at a music festival and um, it was a music festival in Georgia. And I met a woman there, a black woman. She was from Brooklyn and I told her what I did. And she, I showed her the candle and she said, I literally just bought this candle at Peace and Riot in Brooklyn for my niece. And I'm like, are you serious? And these are people that, you know, it, so it just, that's when I was like, wait a minute, we're getting around, you know? <laughs> and it, it's so deceiving because sometimes you think, and don't get me wrong, like, social media, we need the followers, we need more people talking about it. But you would think that I would have had hundreds of thousands of followers just to be having these, uh, you know, random encounters with people that have experienced my candle. And I didn't. And that's when I was like, okay, this is really working. And um, now that I haven't had a PR um, I haven't had any type of PR representation in over three years. And I've been in the, the brand itself has been in so many magazines. We don't know. The editors aren't reaching out. We just happen to see like the, the way I know that it's been in a magazine is that um, one particular candle will start, will sell like back to back to back. And it's like, what's going on? And luckily on the, on the back end of the website, you can tell where those sales are coming from. And then you kind of have to do your research and say, oh, okay, this was Marie Claire. So we must be in Marie Claire. Let me Google Marie Claire and see if the 125 shows up. And that's how I've been finding out. So it's just been over time. It's been, luckily, it's just been in the right hands and people are talking about it. And I'm just so grateful for it, you know? That's so awesome and so well deserved because like, you know, it, you know, there's so many folks who like, you know, you know, pay for the likes, pay for, you know, pay for the clout and you all were just doing the work and making it all come together. Yes. And it's been a lot of work. It's not easy. You know, it's, it's just not, it's not an easy thing, but will I do it again and over and over? Yes, because it had been so fulfilling. And, you know, when you get that email or that DM from that customer that said, I got your candle as a gift and I'm going through a bad breakup. And I, and it was actually that candle that you were referring to. She said that her girlfriends gave that to her because she was single. Um, she's been single all through the pandemic and it's just been really, you know, she's been really down about it. And she just sent an email and said that, you know, she appreciates the candle. And I'm like, yes, that is what we're here for to lift you up. <laughs> Absolutely, and and so so true. So, as you said, it, it was not easy building a business. Uh, can you talk about a time when you had a, a challenge? You're like, okay, there's no way this is gonna work, and then you made it through. Yeah, I would say recently um, during the pandemic. So, we had the business started. Well, the business started in 2015, but we started actually selling and trading in 2016. So it was, but in that, at the time I had a business partner 
And we were doing a lot of things around the city. Like I said, pop-ups, dragging candles in the snow and the cold. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like you have to do it. And, um, you know, it got to a point where, you know, she wanted to move on. And I thought, well, do I stay? And in my gut, I had, I felt like it's just year four, you know, and I know that seems like a long time for other people, but what I learned from those other businesses, stopping them too soon is that I think I would have had something great if I just would have stuck with it. And so I said, you know what? This is going to be hard. I'm going to have to do it by myself. I'm literally rubbing two nickels together to get stuff paid for. But I feel like just the reactions that I'm getting from the people that do see it was encouragement for me to keep going. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm going to do it. So I moved all my stuff upstate um, and I, I live in Harlem, but I had a um, I had a friend that had a house upstate who didn't who had like an extra room and he had a. Uh, what is it called? Attempt controlled garage. And I said, you know what? I'm moving everything in there. We're going to operate the 125 collection out of Hudson. And it was just, and I'm single, I don't have kids. So the flexibility to do that um, really helped, you know? So I was doing everything by myself. I was labeling, I was packing them, I was shipping them out of Hudson. I was just doing whatever I had to do. And I knew, like, I just felt like it was on the cusp of being great. You know what I mean? So I just kept going. And I would say that would, was the most difficult time. And then after, as the pandemic, um, you know, once people were locked in at home, locked in, locked up, <laughs> locked in at home, um, sales started picking up, which is typically the slow time of the year. Usually by March or April, when spring hits, people aren't buying candles. They may be buying maybe like a room spray, which is that's something that we're working on right now. But typically they aren't buying candles, but because people knew they were going to be at home in front of their computers, they wanted their house to be comfortable and luxurious and smell good, sales started picking up. And I thought to myself, what if I have had quit the year before, you know, and now the, the business is starting to pivot. I can pay my bills. I can pay someone to help me. Um, all of that changed in a matter of like six months. And it has been going so strong since then. And it's almost like I'm pinching myself because you can't just, you have to get rest when you're feeling burnt out. And if you believe in your business, you can't stop. And I'm so glad I didn't. So that has, it has been a roller coaster, but I now feel like I'm in a place where everything is, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do. There's, you know, but I will get to, you know, to greatness soon, (laughs) but it it has been a, it has been an upward, up and down, uh, you know, since the very beginning. Possible, you know, it. The road is just a road. It is bumpy. Mm-hmm. It is wide. It is windy, but mm-hmm. it's a road to get you where you need to go, and mm-hmm. you will find your way. So yeah, you, you just have to. You just have to do it, and yeah, it, it's all kind of crazy. <laughs> it's just all kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And so obviously we had we were working through a pandemic. How mm-hmm. did you adapt? And you know, not only through. Um, the global pandemic, but also a racial pandemic that was happening in the moment of, of last summer. Like, uh, how was that for you as a company? As a company, things picked up, um, you know, because people were there. But then I was then in a in a situation where it's like, okay, in order for me to keep, you know, getting candles in hands and in the mail, I have to start production, and there's money that I need to do that, you know. 
So that was getting a little scary. So it was really during the pandemic, uh, reaching out to the small business um, associations and getting, um, you know, I was able to uh, apply for one of the small business loan, emergency loans, utilizing, you know, my credit, but it allowed me to then work with my um, production team and the manufacturers to get, you know, the candles done. Um, and then uh, what else happened? There was so much that happened during the pandemic, but really utilizing like small business um, associations and organizations that were there to help me. You know, so I was able to get, you know, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough to get me what I needed to continue um, building the business. So really just going through that. And then I think because people were home, they were taking pictures of their candles and they were, you know, posting them on Instagram and they were tagging us. And then after the unfortunate, um, you know, incident with George Floyd, so many people that's when the whole we want to support black businesses kind of popped up and it's like well i've been here for five years but i so appreciate it you know but not only just corporations reaching out but just out you know the community really supporting um you know one another and saying you want a candle this is a black brand you know support them and um you know really just you know getting a word of mouth and like i said um you know the business i want obviously we want the business to grow. Um, and I know with more marketing dollars that we're able to put behind it, things will be even better. But right now the pandemic has been word of mouth and it's been, you know, uh, fantastic, you know, from a business and sales standpoint. Awesome. Yeah. I think we had that kind of reckoning and moment and those of us who were able to adapt and, and have been able to flourish. And so it's it's mm -hmm. wonderful to hear. We're so excited to have Soho Works as the sponsor for the 29 Days of Magic campaign. You know, they're designed by Soho House and their workspace is to help creative thinkers, businesses small and large, connect, collaborate, and grow. And it's where I'm recording all the episodes of 29 Days of Magic. It's a safe wonderful and collaborative experience. Uh, I'm currently in the Brooklyn location, but they have locations, one else in New York City, in the Meatpacking District, one in LA, five in the UK, and they give you that kind of home away from home feeling with all the tools, technology, equipment to help you do your best work. Uh, like I said, it's an amazing location, feel safe. I've you know been able to meet some really awesome people, which you haven't been able to do a lot because of the fact of COVID. So it's been a wonderful experience being able to re record here and help build community. So if if you want to find out more information about it, please go to SohoWorks.com to get more information and tell them I sent you. And now back to the show. So mm -hmm. we're doing all of that. What have you been doing for Valerie? What are you doing for self-care? Well, I have to be better at it. I really do. Um, but what I have been doing now that things have settled down, um, I have, I bring a massage therapist, COVID compliant, um, to, you know, wherever I am. And I was doing this a lot in Harlem too, but once the business started picking up, I just wasn't doing it as much. Um, I have a, a, a massage therapist that comes by and, you know, we have it timed every two weeks and that's what I do. She comes, I get my massage, I relax, you know, I watch a good movie, I love to cook. So when I cook, that really relaxes me. So I'll, I'll cook and I'm, I'm trying to be vegan-ish. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'll cook and, and, you know, try to get my uh, bi-weekly uh, massage. And that's what I try to do for the most part for self-care. 
But I do know as an entrepreneur, I need to do even more than that, just mainly like a daily self-care, you know, thing. I mean, I, you know, I try to take all my green supplements and my drinks. Um, I do that, but um, I have to, I have to do a little bit more, I think. We, uh, we have to take care of ourselves because mm-hmm. we cannot run ourselves ragged yes. because it will not be good. And then we yes. will not be able to enjoy all the fruits of our labor. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but good that you're getting some stuff done. And like the bi-weekly massage therapist is fantastic. Oh, I wish yeah. I could do that. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I had a massage last week at a spa for the first time in almost a year. And I was like, can, can I take you with me? Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, because like, this is awesome. And you know, it's honestly, it's just as, I mean, I find it less expensive than going to a spa. And I look at it as I, if I was in the city and we were not in a pandemic, that money would have easily been spent on cocktails and dinners. And so right. I'm utilizing that for a massage therapist. And there are quite a few that will travel to you. So it's been, you know, it, that's what I do. And I when, when she comes, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm ready to let her in. She sets up the table. While she's setting up the table, I go put on my robe. I, of course, light my one, two, five <laughs> collection candles. And it's a whole vibe. <laughs> I, well, I was gonna say like you can sit and move perfectly more than anybody else but you have the candles <laughs> she walks in and she's like okay do I need to do anything <laughs> like just the spa music in the table and we're ready to go <laughs> we are ready to rock mm-hmm. so you know thinking about what you've been able to do you know traveling through the snow and now going viral and being successful um what do you think you'd tell 21 year old Valerie I would tell 21-year-old Valerie to trust her gut because there's many, I look back on so many times that I thought, you know, what if, and then like, nah, I don't know what I'm thinking. No, don't do that. But the older I've become, I noticed that anytime that you get that gut intuitive feeling, it's like, go with it. And that was kind of like with the business too, when um, it was just kind of um, a stale point in the business where there was just no traction. It was kind of like whatever we made, we spent and it just, but it wasn't enough where we were growing. And then, you know, to have a business partner exit, it was just like, okay, well, maybe I should leave, you know, maybe we should just quit altogether. But my gut told me, nope, stay with it. You got something good. And I have been listening to my gut now for about the last five years and it will never, it will never straight, you know, it it won't lead you in the wrong direction ever. So that's what I would tell the 21, 25 year old Valerie. Awesome. And, and fantastic advice, because I think (laughs) it's like, you know, sometimes you think, oh, if your gut's telling you, you've got to follow your gut. Mm -hmm. Like, don't think like, don't know if and or but about it because no. we all have that little voice in our head that isn't going to steer us wrong uh, yeah. and it's so key absolutely absolutely and then the last question for you uh do you have a give and or an ask of the audience hmm uh well the ask would be um to you know 
look, check us out on Instagram. Um, the uh, Instagram handle is at the one, two, five collection, you know, consider us for, you know, any type of gift for, you know, someone special for yourself because you are special <laughs> and, um, the give, I, well, I just thought of this. <laughs> I would love to give your viewers a discount on a candle. Awesome. So, and I'm just thinking of this in my head. So I'm going to write this down. So I put it in the back end of the website once we get off, but the name of this podcast is the reset. So the code will be the reset and we can do a 20% off until the end of the year, because with these podcasts, they can go on forever. So <laughs> at least we'll give everyone a year to use it. <laughs> That is awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, I'm sure so, the audience will adore that. Thank yes. you. So the reset, the reset will be the code. I'm writing it down now so I can put it in. So there we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's awesome. That's fantastic. See, look at the audience getting presents. Like these are the best things. Ever. <laughs> but, you know, uh, one thing that we're thinking about is going into other uh, categories. So that t-shirt idea is not a bad one. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that is a t-shirt. I see it. I want to buy it. It's a hoodie. <laughs> it's yes. a live, laugh, love, like, little plaques you can get, like, uh, at the uh, at, like, Pier 1 Imports. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Valerie, oh, my gosh, you were just a delight to have on the show um i love your story um thank you for your wonderful generosity we'll put all the details in the show notes for folks to figure to find the go to the website and put in the code for 20 percent off of the candle um including myself which as soon as this is live i'll go buy one <laughs> uh and uh you know and check out 125 collection it, it, like i said i the, all the phrases are things that you need to say to yourself including your inner beyonce um yes uh, uh but thank you so much for being part of uh 29 days of magic oh thank you and thank you so much for doing this this is awesome awesome thank you and that is our show